Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues in Florida. We're going to Palm Harbor, Florida, and meet up with a one-man band, the Philip Cole Band, which is Philip Cole on bass, Philip Cole on guitar, Philip Cole on uh, vocals, Philip Cole on... Well, you get the point. And we're going to talk to him about the Philip Cole Band after we talk about the Lexi. We've all done it. We find that perfect tone we're looking for, and then the club owner comes up and says, hey, uh, you're too loud or something. You have to change that, which you spent all day trying to achieve, that tone, that that one where you're always in the sweet spot, right? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. It's a quality boutique amp, has 100 watts of vintage plexi circuit at its core, with a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, two buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. Each channel has its own gain and master control, but they share the EQ. This Landry Amp has more gain than a plexi, everywhere from a whisper to concert-level volumes, and it's designed, though, to be played at those lower volumes without losing tonal quality. You know what I mean? That kind of heavy martial tone that used to require just a ton of volume to achieve. No longer do you need all that volume to get that tone. With the Lexi, you get that with lesser volume. Check it out today at Landry Amps. They have a YouTube channel where you can check out the whole line of Landry Amps, or just check out their website, LandryAmps.com. Phil, I can't wait to do this because you're you're actually one of the first people I think that I contacted about being on the podcast or that reached back to me. And first time I heard your music, I was like, man, that's such a neat sound. And then it's all you. Yeah, 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 for the most part. I mean, I mean, during recording them, you know, there are some recording studio musicians on some of the stuff that I did. Okay, okay. That makes (laughs) sense then. Because I'm like this is amazing. You did all this yourself because this the the music we're gonna hear is just quality stuff. You know, right. and I'm yeah. thinking, but the, but the writing and everything is there. I just had to have, I can't, you know, do everything. And there was a few things where, you know, yeah, it felt cold band was a band at one point in time. So there was people, uh, it, it just changes and fluctuates throughout, you know, time as things go. So, you but know, the, con- the constant is, is you, right? The constant right. is Phil Cole. Right. So how long have you been playing? Would, when did you get started in all this? Oh God, I have pictures me being a little little tyke playing and pounding on a piano and a little plastic guitar in my hand. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I I remember uh, getting my father's Gibson when I was a kid. Okay. I'm a teenager and learning on an acoustic as a kid, hard, you know, old, you know, old school, I guess. And uh, that really kind of lit it up for me, just kind of strumming away. I always kind of enjoyed music, had a thing for it, you know, I mean, it's always been there. I was one of those kind of guys who can like spit off stupid lyrics from songs. Oh yeah, I heard that song. I know that song. It's just been fluent in my life. So. Well, you said your dad played guitar. Your dad had a Gibson. So your dad was music. Is your mom musical as well? Actually, yeah. Um, my mom is also musically. She liked to uh, get together with her friends and they would do bluegrass. Not much of a bluegrass friend, but uh, a lot of my family is kind of like the old country uh, that's where I actually came from. All my roots are country, country music, country bluegrass. No kidding. Well, I, yeah. you know that doesn't surprise me. I guess because Florida, the the many many I've got relatives in the in the Tampa Bay area, and I see your little flag in the background. So I'm not going to tell you that I wear a Saints jersey every Sunday. I'm just we're just not going to go there. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. 
It's uh, like, country music is such a big influence in Florida. As a kid, now as a teenager, I always thought of Florida as one of the hippie states like California. And that's where people would go to get like really good rock and roll. And I attest to that because my brother and one of my best friends in high school went down with my cousin and saw Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, had one of the best musical experiences of their life doing that. And I, to date, I'm angry with myself for not going. But that's <laughs> my image of Florida music. But now that I'm a much older adult, I realized country is so strong in Florida. The Belmy Brothers really woke my eyes up to that back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I said. I grew up with that with my mom and my family and stuff like that. My sister was actually the one that kind of introduced me to rock and roll with Led Zeppelin and the Eagles. And it kind of, from there, it was like, oh, Zeppelin, okay. I like these guys. <laughs> <You're pretty> good, <laughs> and, uh, you know, then it was like The Who and all those other classics. Um, I, if I have to go back and, and think about it, I mean, the one guy who always was like the top of my list, top of his game was was uh, Prince. He was the one that kind of fired me to like, you can play it all. I mean, you can yeah. literally, you know, so it's like, okay, yeah, I have a vision of what I want. I have a vision of what I want it to sound like and to be able to figure out how to, you know, utilize the tools and and and, and produce it and make it come out the way it is. Because I mean, literally the things you've heard there with the exception of uh, my EP, the Philip Cole EP that's on my site, that was produced by me. So, I mean, I actually wow. you know, put those tracks together, you know, added the effects, put all the producing and recording and, you know, all that stuff together for the, for the rest of the stuff that you're hearing. Like some days, the only one that's literally done in the room that you see that I'm in right now. Wow. Um, okay. Nothing was done anywhere but there. My Angel, uh, another song done right here. I like to be able to be creative and I put all those pieces together and then you hear it work with another guy who's a hip hop artist, you know, a little hip hop work with him and stuff like uh -huh. that. You know, and I have a couple of songs that we did together, you know, still here and uh, to and Lou, which is kind of out the, off the beaten track of myself, but really fascinating that to get into that and work with him on, on you know, producing that stuff and, and that aspect of it. So it kind of ties all back into creating my sound that I want to get out. And it's your sound. And that's what's cool about it. It's authentic. It's genuine. It's not, I'm not trying to sound like these guys. And like you, you brought up Prince, who's such a talent. And, and I find this interesting, by the way, that guitar players know the talent that Prince was as a guitar player. Okay. Most other people that know Prince know of him from his pop songs and stuff, but the, the real guitar players know how good he was as a guitar player. And I think it's personified, well, at the Super Bowl, it was personified. And you saw him play at the Super Bowl. In and, the rain. In the rain. In, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, if you saw the uh, tribute to George when he played the solo to My Guitar Gently Weeps, Great song, great song, and he's such an inspiration, you know, I mean, really that's is. what it was, he was an inspiration, and my point of view, and some people will argue, but my personal point of view is he was the Hendrix of my generation when it came to guitar players, I mean, hands down, if you've ever watched him live, yeah. I'm not talking about the stuff you see, you know, on the radio and, you know, that stuff. I mean, when you really saw him playing some of that solos in, the, in his guitar playing, it's, it's like, Wow. It was like, man, you really, the technique and, and, and the sound and energy. I'm showing my age here, but do you remember Napster when Napster was available? Yeah. yeah, was yeah. An illegal downloading. There was a video <laughs> of Prince doing Red House with Maceo and Johnny Lang. Mm. And it was so cool. It's so cool. And I don't know if it's available anymore because when Prince passed, his family grabbed everything, I think. And 
uh, monetized everything and you can't touch anything. It's hard to even talk about the royal family without having to give his estate some money, you know. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But this was the coolest thing. It was my first real introduction to just watching him as a guitar player. Yeah. It just blew me away because, you know, I, I, up until that point, I thought of, you know, like you were saying, all this stuff is radio stuff, you know, Purple Rain, When Doves Cry, blah, blah, blah. And good and fun and entertaining. And you could hear. But then I started watching and listening to interviews and his idol was Hendrix. Yeah. So it doesn't Tell surprise it. me that you were influenced by him because of his Hendrix style, because that was his influence. Oh, yeah. And Hendrix was another I mean, before my generation, but one of the guys that, you know, I heard about all the time when I was growing up. I mean, he was one of the ones besides Eddie Van Halen that he inspired yep. to you know, either Eddie Hendrix, Jimmy Page, right. Ray Malmsteen, you know, and Steve Vai. You know, those were the guys right. that I found. Joe Satriani. I mean, talked to a guy I, yesterday. He brought this up, though. So when, uh, there's this thing on Disney I've been re-exploring because I'm trying to attempt songwriting again. This thing on Disney called Get Back, it's about the Beatles building or making an album in 28 days and just studying their songwriting skills. So I mentioned this to this guy yesterday. He says, yeah, you think about that. They had 28 days and there were four of them. Pete Townsend wrote Tommy by himself in a week or whatever. You know, I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, when the inspiration hits, it hits. It's like the other day uh, I was just playing around with some lyrics and you know, that's why, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm throwing down this little piano line, this bass line, and the song I'm working on right now is what I'm talking about. It's just the inspiration hit. I'm mm -hmm. in the middle of my regular work day, and all of a sudden, you know, this is kind of hitting me, so I'm kind of messing around with it. After work, I'm all putting this together, and all of a sudden, I have this idea. I'm putting together this new song called A Brighter Day, and it's, it's, it's like the energy is like an anthem kind of energy. It really comes out as good as it. I hear it in my head. Without everything that you multi-million dollar record companies have at their disposal i don't but what i'm right. thinking of is putting together the best i can but it's 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 like sometimes the stuff just it hits you and you just got to go with it you know i mean i'm kind of surprised that i've written enough material that i've written i mean some of it i'm I'm pretty proud of i've done stuff that's not i had up online and i've taken it down off of mine because i just wasn't satisfied with it I'm like no i'm gonna throw it in the garbage and we're gonna start over we're gonna do something else with it because i want to be happy with what I produce. It's got to make me feel good. It's got to make you feel good. It's got to take you to a place. So when when something inspiring hits you, and this is, I guess, what I wanted to ask you, because I've talked to different songwriters with different approaches to this. Do you write something down first? Or do you record something? I've had people tell me I write them on napkins, I write it on post-its, I write it on matchbook covers, or I'll grab my phone and I'll just go da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
And I love this song. It's such a cool, interesting song. And it kind of gave me the chord inspiration for what I did with this song. I mean, it's not the same chords or anything like that, but it's it's got that same kind of feeling, that same kind of vibe. And it was kind of inspired by listening to something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a bunch of different things. If I get something that pops into my head, like lyrics, I usually grab my phone and I'll just spit them out. And then if I get a melody that I like, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, I wonder if that kind of fits with it. And then I'll kind of play with this, sing it while I'm playing it, you know, kind of put it together. And then, yeah, okay, yeah, I kind of like that. And then it'll go like, all right, let me see if I can find a beat. I grew up playing guitar, but one of the things I learned as a grown up is playing bass. Um, and when you learn bass, you learn how to be the supportive roles in, in a lot of songs. And when I write, I really think of the drums and the bass lines. Um, as a matter of fact, all the songs that I've done recently, I love the bass lines too, because I did all those, you know, played them all, <laughs> all out. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like the way that sounds, I like the way it flows. With bands like Genesis and stuff like that, you hear a lot of different, you know, you, the drums are very pronounced and, you know, you know Phil Collins drums. You know? So I'm like trying to come up with stuff where like, you know, when people hear this, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's them because I can tell by the bass line or I can tell by this or that. So yeah, I look at putting together the bass, the drums, making sure that's hitting, getting the guitar part in there. Uh, this song I just read, you know, the song I'm writing right now, it actually was drums and piano. Oh, and, okay. And then putting the lyrics to that. A lot of times I get the melody and then I start, or I build the harmony and I start humming the melody of what the lyrics are going to be. Yeah. And that's where I kind of say, okay, well, what words fit? What phrases fit? Sometimes phrases will come to me when I'm doing it and try to write it down, you know, or record it. A lot of times I just hit the record button and I just start messing around because... It usually flows that way. It doesn't seem yeah. to flow when you just kind of hit the record button. It's like trying to capture paranormal activity. <laughs> right, know? right, right, yeah. Hit the record button and let's just go with it and see where it happens. And usually, you know, you, you go back, you start listening to some of the stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like this. I like this. Okay, let's pull this together. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's a song. And, now we have and, a chord, we have a verse, we have this. We have everything else. Let's put some words to it. Or let's move on to the next piece. Some days it works. See what I did there? See? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you brought it, you brought it up. We were gonna do. A, I've got an order that I was gonna do songs, but I'm gonna flex about that. And since you brought up the song "Some Days" and we're talking about "Some Days," that you catch lightning in a bottle. So yes. let's talk about the first song that we're gonna play here called "Some Days." What was the evolution and the birth of that song? Where did that come from originally? And uh, and what's it about? Kind of originally, like I said, uh, the way it evolved was I heard this other song and I kind of liked the way the the the, the uh, chord structure was and some of that or the chords not the chord structure but the chords they were using so i kind of pulled that into making it my own but the song itself kind of started out in a similar key but more of a what my friends used to call uh cruise music <laughs> like, oh okay you know, cruise you know like you listen to on, 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 on an island cruise or something right, I'm right. Like, yeah it's kind of bouncy i'm from florida okay so yeah i, I got it you know it's a little reggae-ish too uh okay so you know but over time, kind of developed it. And then, like I said, I, I started playing around with these chords. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I, I, I picked up a drum beat and I popped out with that. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is really going good. And then I'm like, okay, let's do a, let's do a chorus. So I, I built up a chorus that went around the, the initial chords that I like. And then I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then I'm like, hey, uh, so now I go through all these, all my old lyrics. I've written down uh-huh. the old songs. I've already put together lyrics of courses and verses. So I'm like sitting there. Some days popped up. It was one of the other ones that I liked. I'm like, okay, yeah, this one kind of had a lot of, a lot of flat. I mean, I like the words, but 
the song itself, the music itself wasn't really giving it what it, what I wanted. So I start humming that with that. And I'm like, well, wait, this is really, this is really working. You know, so let me lay the vocal track on that. And I lay the vocal track on that. And then I start laying everything else over that. And all of a sudden it's like, wow. All right. Then once I lay the basic idea, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I could throw some here, some this here, some this here. All right. The next thing I know, finished prop. That's know. so cool. I mean, it's not as polished as I'd say, you know, maybe some record companies would want it to be. It's polished right. enough for me that I think it sounds good enough. I think it's 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 one of my favorite songs. If I had all the resources, yeah, I could do a lot more with it. But with the limited, I'm an independent artist right, doing right. the independent thing. And uh I, I I found that there was uh I like it. <laughs> it's like seriously one of my favorite songs. That's wonderful. And we're gonna listen to it now. We're with Philip Cole, Philip Cole Band, Palm Harbor, Florida, and the Music of America podcast. And this song is called Some Days.
Tom Pollard on the Music of America podcast. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about a song called My Angel and how that was written and how that plays in with Spotify. But first, I want to talk about Benormous Productions. Benormous Productions have been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Verhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loves the most, and that's production. Under the tutelage of Jordan Valeria, he opened up his own place in Millican, Colorado. High-end instruments, high-end tools are on hand to make your sound as good as your favorite record. He has one goal in mind, and that's to make you sound as professional as possible. So go make some records. Check them out. Go make some videos. Same place. Be Normous Productions. They're on Facebook and at www.benormousproductions.com. Phil Cole with us here. We were talking about the next song we're going to be talking about called My Angel. And you said it's just shy of a thousand listeners or something on Spotify. And I don't understand all of that, how that works. So can you break that down and and tell me how that song correlates with that story? Uh, Well, I'm just saying that my angel is uh, just shy of a thousand streams on uh, Spotify uh, since it was released on Spotify. So that's kind of cool. The the song itself actually uh, was inspired by the loss of my daughter in 2016. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was kind of unexpected. She was uh, 27 years old, so it was you know, really kind of unexpected thing. It was kind of a, a song, a tribute to her, uh, kind of a, a way of keeping her alive, kind of immortalizing her for, for myself. Some of the the uh, feelings and the, and the melody was basically kind of inspired to her and then the words kind of came afterwards you know it can be a love song at the same time because i mean but i'm not referring to it in a, a it's more of a platonic right love that i speak when, of it. when um, you're performing it you're thinking about your daughter but if i'm listening to it on spotify it could be a love song from my girlfriend or correct correct it, it all depends on your your interpretation of it you know, the inspiration and how it got written and, and how it came to be was basically wrapped around that. Uh, she, there was a long time uh, I got out of music. I was, you know, when that happened, I basically kind of dropped out, um, stopped doing a lot of things for quite a few years. Uh-huh. Uh, and My Angel and another song, The Only One, was the two songs that I decided to finally get back into music and just say you know what it's it's you know i'm feeling like it's time now to be creative uh-huh. uh, i need to get some of this stuff out and get it 
kind of off my chest, kind of speak. When when something like that happens in your life and you get to that point of being inspired and motivated to write, is there a big lull there where you just, you're numb? Because, you know, I've lost my parents and you've gone through that. That's my parents. This is your daughter. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You're, just, you're just numb to the world and you just can't. And then all of a sudden does something just spark that makes you decide, I'm getting past this now. And then the music helps you do that. Is that is that pretty accurate in assessing it that way? Pretty accurate, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that would be exactly the way it was uh, for me. Um, yeah, I don't remember the exactly what it was, but there was a moment where I just said, you know what, I am happy. I am happy with everything that you know with my life. I mean, I need to keep going and and keep going and doing what I have to do. And and it was like it's it's time here. Something just turned on in me and just says it's, it's just time you need to you need to do this you know and that was what it was it was like you know okay, let's sit down let's let's put this song together okay and then it's like yeah now i'm getting back into it and since then it's like some days has come out and all these other songs are starting coming out and they're being written and it's like it's like a whole floodgate of of, of things are, are are flowing now it's like right. It's a good thing. It's a good feeling. It's mm-hmm. nice to know that. Yeah, I can I can breathe again, so to speak. You know, um, when it comes to that, it was it because it's a tough thing to deal with. You know, I don't wish that on, on anybody to have to have to go right. through something like that. Um, to be able to sum it up in some words and then and kind of put it out there in a melody and get those feelings out. It's a psychological kind of feeling mm-hmm. or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, well, it's like a barrier you got to bust through. Right. Correct. Correct. And once that was done and I heard the final product, I was like, yeah, saying what I needed to say, it's getting out what I wanted to get out. Maybe not to get really esoteric here, but maybe your angel came and helped you guide you through writing my angel. Maybe. Pretty cool. Well, I want to listen to that. Speaking about that, I, I just don't want to catch up, but just, you know, speaking about that, it's like, you lost your parent. I lost my father when I was 18 months old. So I grew up without basically a father. So I always thought that my father was my one. That uh-huh. that was the inspiration. That was the guy that was always telling me, dude, don't do that. You know, that, that little voice in your head. Mm-hmm. You know? Although I wish sometimes I would have listened to him a little bit harder, but <laughs> you, know, you got to live and learn, right? Sure. But that's where I think it is. It's like, yeah, stuff like that. You know, my daughter, my father, they speak to you in ways. If you're open to it, and you're accepting of it, you can hear it, and you can do something with it. Absolutely. It's the spirit and the soul of music. There's so much about that. It's not just what happens here, but it's what happens out in the, that realm and how yep. that realm speaks to us. And then we're able to put it out there either through words or through performance. And I, back to Prince, you know, when Prince plays, he puts, he's, he's so much, there's so much soul in his performance. That comes from somebody, and I think part of that comes from Hendrix because he was such an influence. You know what I mean? And I wonder yeah. if those worlds overlap, and that's why great becomes great. You know, it has to be something. I've learned, it, it, being an independent artist, talking to other independent artists, I've come across some really great music. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, and we're all, we look at each other. God, you know, why are you? Why are you? It's like, well, you know, when you look at what, is being produced in, in the work, music industry, what's being pushed on you know, the general right. public. Yeah, a lot of us don't fit the uh, the look or persona or whatever it is they're trying to sell to the public. Sexual man, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
I may not be exactly, you know, what they're looking for as far as certain things. You know, no, I'm not in my 20s anymore, but do I still know how to rock? Yeah, I do. But, you know, you, you don't you don't grow out of stuff like that. You just, that stuff that you just, it's like, no, that is what it is, bro. I yeah. mean, that's, I, I, I was born to rock, you know, right. and that's just what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, uh, so that made me think of one more thing, and then we're going to play the song, because this actually ties into My Angel you're a rock you're also able to touch that soft side again you, you think of like hard rock and roll guys are kind of rugged and biker kind of but there's also that really soft powerful soft side when you do a song like my angel you, you perform live right you're not just doing so when you perform live are you able to do a song like that live i am yeah i've actually okay. had performed that song live several times it can be a little hard sometimes, you know, depending upon the mood and everything else, you know, but yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to listen to it now. And this is Phil Cole and a song called My Angel.
My Angel with the Philip Cole Band. And we're going to talk about another song of his called The Only One. I have a question about that because he kind of danced around this, I think, in the last session. But we'll we'll see. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine about my brother's couple's workbook called Two Years After Forever. It's sort of a how-to guide to improve your communication skills, which, as anyone in any relationship knows, is crucial. So as we spoke later in the conversation, I mentioned the book again. Two Years After Forever is the name of the book I told you my brother wrote. And she interrupts me. She goes, oh. Your brother's book. I thought you meant a book you borrowed from your brother. Three little words, my brother's book. Two entirely different interpretations. Well, in two years after forever, there are exercises that you do that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one. Along with your partner, learning and applying these exercises help get you back on track to why two years ago you pledged a life together forever. Two Years After Forever, twoyearsafterforever.com, available also at Amazon Today and Forever. Philip Cole, the Philip Cole Band from Palm Harbor, Florida. It's in the Clearwater, Tampa Bay, uh, St. Pete area. You made reference to your dad as him being the one. And the song we're going to listen to is The Only One. So my question, is there a connection between your dad being the one, the voice in your head that you still hear, and the only one. Is there a connection between those two somewhere? You know, I never really thought of that, to be honest. Uh, the only one, the song, The Only One, was actually inspired by the by meeting my wife in Newark Airport. We were both, I was actually working. Yeah, yeah. I was actually working uh, IT, doing some computer work for a company for Johnson & Johnson up there. And uh, I was getting ready to fly back to Tampa. And she was actually on her way to Tampa to go visit one of her friends on vacation. Uh-huh. And uh, kind of saw each other at the gate. Then the next thing I know, we're sitting in the same aisle, just right across from the main aisle. Now, but we're sitting same yeah. row, just across from the aisle. They start talking and stuff like that. Uh, exchange numbers and stuff and then like uh you just don't think about it it's just you know when these things passing you know so like a couple weeks later i get a phone call and it's her and i'm like you're calling me now for you're supposed to call me yeah. back when you were here we we're supposed to go out that guy yeah, yeah i'm jack in jersey i'm like well what am i gonna do with that we met we started com- com- conversing and it was like a long distance relationship obviously because i was mm-hmm. in florida she was in new jersey but uh it was literally you know when i think about it it was like one of those you got mail kind of things. We exchanged emails. That's how we communicated. You know, right, right. it was like actually one of our first dates we went on when I finally flew up there and we went to the movies and we saw that movie. How fun. How yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of call it a little meet cute, you know. I mean, <laughs> you never know when stuff like that's going to happen. And we just started talking six months to about a year later, you know, company I was working for, they kind of packed up and, you know, I was free. So I was like, Hey, let's go see what Jersey has to offer. Took a, took a leap of faith and uh, moved up there and uh, got to see what the New York scene, music scene was like. So I really enjoyed that part of it. So I mean, it'll help me in, in that aspect of it. No, no. Did you become a Giants or a Jets fan or did you stay loyal to, to the Bucs? Okay. Okay. First football game I ever went to was the Bucs when I was like seven years old. It was like one of the first, I think it was like first or second season they were even around. Oh, wow. Uh... You know? Uh, so I'm a diehard Bucks fan. I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you all kinds of stats, but they're the team I watch. I mean, they're just 
they're the home team, man. Same yeah. here, man. That's the way I'm with the Saints. I don't live anywhere near New Orleans, but it's still my team. No offense. Yeah, unfortunately, right, so- though, I have to I have to upset some people though because I was actually born in Ohio, and oh, most no. of my family lived there. So I'm a Buckeyes fan as well. So well, that works with Bucks, Buckeyes, Buck, Buckeyes. You know, <laughs> and you know it's what all the Bucks to me, baby. <laughs> That's right. It's all about the Bucks. There we go. <laughs> all right. So you, so you met, you lived in New York or Newark, rather. How did you end up back in Florida then? Uh, well, that was again work. Uh, okay. My, my my professional career as an IT person brought me back down to Florida. Uh huh. Um, and uh, so that's that that's why I got back down here finally. Uh, that and the fact that I really can't stand winter and snowing and, and shoveling. Um, I'm used to hot weather and yeah. you know, 360 degrees, 365 days of sunshine. And, uh, you know, you go up there and my wife would tell you she'll test it. I was a bear for six months because it was like it was cloudy. It's cold. I can't I can't do anything. It's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know people like that, but my best friend uh, will never come, he'll come up to visit maybe once in a while, but he would never live up here because the winters begin in November. They end around mid to late April, maybe early to mid May, maybe early June. <laughs> That's a long winter. And then we get, a, I love it personally. I love it up here because I love the snow. I love the cold. I love the beauty and the magnanimous, you know, the mountains covered with snow. I just love all of that. And, oh, yeah. people, and, and people in a climate like this know how to drive in that stuff. So it's people yeah. like you that don't know how to drive in this that ruin it for the people like us, you know. <laughs> Same for the people who don't know how to drive in the rain. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I, I have to say, I love being up north because it was beautiful. I mean, uh, it was beautiful. I hated driving in it because it just sucked. To visit and to be like driven around and then, you know, just to, to look at, oh, sure, no problem. Uh, not a problem. Yeah. I'll, I'll go up there and enjoy it just knowing that I can. But like you just said, you used to come down every February. Yeah. By February, I had to get out of there. So every February, we left. Yeah. And we would come down here for like a week and a half, two weeks. You just got to get, you got totally to get it. Got to thaw out eventually. But totally get you know, it, man. It's like we still do I love that. skiing. That was fun. You know, like I said, I enjoyed what I did up there, but I have to say, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Florida boy. Yeah. So how does how does your wife tie into the song then? The only one. Well, basically, it's written kind of about her, about the the way we met, and then you know, if you look at it, when you're reading the lyrics, it's it's all basically inspired by that, inspired by us meeting. You know, are we going to give this a chance? Our eyes meet in a glance, and uh, you just it's it's another one of those things. Like you just never know, but I think this might be the one, and that's kind of where it went. It doesn't have a chorus. It's one of the, you know one of those songs that doesn't really have a chorus or anything uh, like. The Cure kind of inspired me with this song as, you know, I really like their guitar parts and some of their stuff. And I, I kind of like the delayed guitar in this. And, yeah. you know, I came up with this riff and it just kind of stuck with me. And when I had the opportunity to put the lyrics to it, you know, I was thinking about the story and it kind of just flowed together, you know, like that. So it's like, you know, basically three verses of three statements based around, you know, our relationship and how it came to be. So cool. We're going to give it a listen. This song is called The Only One with the Philip Cole Band from Palm Harbor, Florida.
podcast philip cole this is the uh, shameless self-promotion segment of the show so you've got songs on spotify you've got cds i still buy cds we go to live shows all the time and buy cds because that's our way of helping support the art and the artists now everybody uses qr codes and stuff like that but i still would rather you know buy the cds like uh you know i always have one on my desk like in show that we still buy cds but let's hear about you where can we find you what merch do you have available websites uh where can we buy your music all of that stuff all right well hey uh actually two of the songs you have played today the my angel and the only one they can be found on uh crypt two night by uh, from uh, bongo boy records actually that's right off of my site you can go to uh 
www.philipcoleband.com. Um, and there you'll see all the links to uh, the, the site where you can actually download this album. There's a lot of great artists on here, but I got two great songs on there. There's tunes you heard today. Um, also, you can get uh, exclusive information and exclusive uh, pictures and, and early listenings to, uh, to at the uh, philipcoleband.com. Uh, everything I do is usually going up there before I hit Spotify or anything else. So uh, it's a great way to get, uh, you know, jump on the, the early stuff. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, even Napster, as we mentioned. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it's still uh, around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on all those. Um, uh, look for some new music coming out uh, from me as well. Um, and I'm going to be starting to book some uh, some shows coming up for the fall around locally so hopefully uh you guys can be around and check me out there so your shows will be mostly though will be in the the bay area right like correct. the water yeah, supposed to be in the palm harbor bay area yeah. correct okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah so as as more and more people find out how great your talent is then you'll we'll be talking next year about yeah well you know i'm in california right now and then we gotta hop on a plane we gotta get to do a show of hawaii and then we're headed to japan tom it's just you know <laughs> that's it baby you know it you know it yeah, Born to yeah. rock, baby, right? <laughs> Born to rock. But Born yeah, rock. you can find me on all those places. Look forward to seeing you guys out at the shows and, uh, you know, check out my music and enjoy it, man. We got and, some good and, stuff. And you will, man. It's that, that's the best way to say it. Check out my music because you'll enjoy it because you really got a good sound, man. I love it. And not that that matters, you know, in my opinion, just my opinion, but it really is a good sound. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate your art and I appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. That's the Philip Cole Band. And up next, we're going to wrap up our visit in Florida with Pam Jackson. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.